Hi there, and welcome to the show. Today, we are going to talk about the 100-Day Keto Challenge. Now, during the episode today, we're going to touch on three things. The origin of the 100-Day Keto Challenge, the history of the ketogenic diet, including a bit of my own history with it, and why I accepted the challenge and why I'd encourage and challenge you to do the same. Now, before we get into things, I'd like to take a moment to thank you. I appreciate you taking valuable time out of your day to spend it here with us on the show. And for those of you who are new, this is episode 149 of the All Around Growth Podcast. And this show provides insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. My name is Rob Kaiser and I am your host. Today is Tuesday, July... What What is the date today? Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. And with that, let's get into the origins of the 100-Day Keto Challenge. Now, this is a challenge that was brought up to me this past weekend. Now, on Saturday, July 10th, I was exchanging messages with a listener from the audience, Andrew Hughes. And during our series of message exchanges, he asked me if I would be interested in this 100-Day Keto Challenge. And... I uh, agreed after some dialogue about it. It seemed like a good idea and the primary purpose uh, he communicated behind the idea of the group was an accountability group and I am all about that. So if you're interested in joining the group with a bunch of like-minded people who have shared goals, then check out the show notes and there's a link to that group, the 100-Day Keto Challenge group. And I just want to give a shout out to Andrew Hughes for the motivation and the idea behind the group. Andrew, I I would, even though I don't know Andy personally, uh, he's been a friend to me and one of the biggest supporters of the show from the very beginning. And um, I just want to express my gratitude to him and for being a part of the audience, reaching out to me and um, asking me to participate in this with them. Um, you can check, I mean, if you'd like to learn more about Andy, he's also a great writer and he's got a, he's got a great blog called Among the Homestead and I would highly recommend checking it out. That is amongthehomestead.com. I will link to it in the show notes, and I will also link to the 100-Day Keto Challenge group, Um, because just after a few days, after this Saturday, we decided to to make that group, just to keep easy dialogue and ease of file sharing. So if you're not on Telegram, you hear me talk a lot about it. Um, This is yet another reason because of the way in which that app works. It's just, it's, it's great for reasons like this. So as I record this podcast this morning, we've already got 
I believe we had uh, four people. We had four people in last night. Um, by the time I shut down devices around eight o'clock, we may have more. Uh, hopefully we will. And uh, like I said, I'll link to that show or I'll link to the 100 day keto challenge app or group in the show notes. Now, some of you guys may not be all that familiar with the ketogenic diet. So I figured I would touch on the history of the ketogenic diet, but before I do so, I have a little message. As a podcaster and a host of the All Around Growth podcast, I am here to provide insight and tools to build the life and homestead of your dreams. I am here to share information and encourage you to take steps to improve your own life. I am not a medical professional and nothing here or anywhere within the website can be taken as medical or health advice. So check with your physician before following any advice or any information you may hear or read from the All Around Growth podcast or anywhere else online. Now with that out of the way and to keep things easy, I figured I would just read a little bit from the uh, an article called The History of the Keto Diet from KetoMojo.com. And a little side note, um, KetoMojo is a, uh, a brand of ketone testing strip. And uh, it's not an endorsement. I've never used them, but I know some doctors and uh, naturopaths that do and it seemed like a good source to pull information from. And I've linked to this article in the show notes as well. Now the keto diet is a science-based, low carbohydrate, moderate protein, high fat diet with a history dating back to the 20th century, early 1900s. Many people choose the keto diet for weight loss, but keto was first discovered for controlling seizures and there are many other dietary therapy benefits as well such as improved neurological functioning, increased mental clarity, and sustained all-day energy. What's the history of the ketogenic diet and why is it growing dramatically in popularity among dieters and beyond? We're gonna review the history, growth, and relevance of the keto diet. Now, the keto diet had early beginnings in fasting. If you fast or intermittent fast, like don't eat anything for a period of time, your body will start to produce ketone bodies, ketones, from stored fat to make up for the lack of sugar and carbohydrate energy. Our ancestors recognized the metabolic health benefits of fasting as early as about 500 BC. Unwillingly instigating a state of ketosis when you limit carbohydrate intake and your body uses ketones as its primary fuel source and leveraging it for a variety of conditions. Following are just a few known historical instances of fasting as medical treatment. Ancient Greek doctors used fasting to treat diseases. Hippocrates recorded fasting as the only treatment for epilepsy and managing epileptic seizures and seizure control. Benjamin Franklin said, the best of all medicines is resting and fasting. Mark Twain wrote, a little starvation can really do more for the average sick man than can the best medicines and the best doctors. I do not mean a restricted diet, 
I mean a total abstention from food for one or two days. In 1914, fasting was used for treating type 1 and type 2 diabetes. And in 1922, an osteopath named Hugh Conklin fasted a number of children with epilepsy for up to 25 days, providing only limited liquids. The birth of keto, a less restrictive treatment for epilepsy. In the early 1920s, a doctor named Russell Wilder from the Wilder Clinic recognized the dangers of fasting for children and explored different diets to see if something else might elicit a similar response as fasting. He discovered that you can mimic the effects of fasting by avoiding sugar and eating a higher fat, low carb diet. He tested this diet on children with epilepsy with a very positive outcome and his diet became the main pediatric epilepsy treatment for many years. Wilder's discovery was the birth of the ketogenic diet. In the 1930s, new anti-convulsion drugs were developed. Patients and doctors found that taking medication was easier than making dietary changes, so these new drugs became the primary treatment of epilepsy. And you can read more about the keto diet and the keto diet's second coming in the article that I just read, which was linked to in the show notes. And finally, the third point that I'd like to expand upon today is the reason why I accepted the challenge and why I would encourage you to do the same and accept this challenge for yourself. Now, for those of you who may be new to the show, you may not be aware that I deal with epilepsy myself. I was first diagnosed with epilepsy after I started experiencing seizures at the age of 13. And historically, I am one of these patients who, where medicine uh, has been prescribed and that has been the only methodology of treatment um, for my entire life. Or so I thought up until a couple years ago, but I'll get into that in just a minute. Now, on another note, I was historically an athlete all during my teenage years and my 20s and I always ate I was because of my athletics and because of being active I, I was always able to eat whatever I wanted I never really had to think about anything but as I evolved into a sedentary office job when I went through my corporate America phase Nothing really changed except my activity levels dropped and I ballooned up to 270 pounds and I was the unhealthiest that I had ever been. And eventually, a few years later, while I was living in Southern California, I decided to begin exercising again in an effort to get healthy. And I did. However, I continued my poor dietary choices and by the time I moved back to Ohio, 
for a number of reasons that still remain unclear to me, I started experiencing some gastrointestinal issues in 2017. And then in trying to learn more about everything that was going on, I read a book called The Grain Brain by Dr. David Perlmutter in 2018, and then subsequently began to read a couple of his other books, the first one being Grain Brain, The Surprising Truth About Wheat, Carbs, and Sugar, Your Brain Silent Killers, his second book being Brain Maker, The Power of Gut Microbes to Heal and Protect Your Brain for Life, and the third book being The Grain Brain Whole Life Plan, where you can boost brain performance, lose weight, and achieve optimal health. Now that book was awesome because there was a 14-day meal plan that wasn't keto necessarily, but it was very detailed and outlined and something that I could follow and that allowed me a smooth transition into the keto diet when I heard more people talking about it on podcasts and such in 2019 late 2019 or late 2018 early 2019 I guess it was and at that point I was exposed to a man named Dr. Garl Carl Goldcamp, a.k.a. The Keto Naturopath. Now, Dr. David Perlmutter, his books, Dr. Garl, Carl Goldcamp, a.k.a. The Keto Naturopath, I've linked to all of that in the show notes, all right? Now, in 2020, uh, it was a weird year for many of us, and there was less focus on my diet and an increase in junk foods, even though I've got access to an abundance of fresh produce with my living, with my life and and how I live. And not surprisingly, I had some gastrointestinal flare-ups in mid to late 2020 as well. And I've found out that I'm now dealing with ulcers along with increased seizure activity over the past six months. And in the past, I had explored alternative and adjunct therapies and that because they're of interest to me due to the fact that I've been taking pharmaceutical anti-seizure medications for three decades and there are some long-term side effects associated with that that I'd like to begin uh, attempting to mitigate if it's not too late already but in order to explore alternative and adjunct therapies one has to be healthy first or otherwise it's pretty much a waste of time as far as I can tell. So that is my motivation for engaging in the 100 day keto challenge is to try and deal with all of the health issues that I have been experiencing for several years at this point and in the case of epilepsy several decades. So what are your uh, reasons and motivations for exploring the ketogenic diet? Do you have type 2 diabetes? Are you a candidate for type 2 diabetes? You're trying to lose some weight? You obese? You got a body mass index over 40? You have epilepsy? You're trying to deal with or help someone deal with Alzheimer's? autism or brain cancers like glioblastoma 
again, I'm not a medical professional, but those are research reasons outlined by the Cleveland Clinic that one might consider exploring the ketogenic diet. And you can read that article in the show notes. Now, whatever your motivations are, you are welcome to join us in the 100-day keto challenge. And links to that group, the Telegram group, are going to be in the show notes. So if you're interested, check it out. And uh, I'd love to see you there. So that's about it for the show today. I... um, I hope to see you in the group. And if you like what you heard here, there's a couple things that you can do. If you're a listener through iTunes or Apple, and we're about 50-50. We used to be predominantly, um, uh, largely through the iTunes, Apple Podcasts uh, platform, but now we're half and half coming through the website, coming through other podcast players, Stitcher. Um, But if you're an Apple listener, there's a link in all caps to click, rate, and review the podcast that really helps the algorithms. But if you're not, give it a rating on your podcast player of choice. Anything and everything helps support the show. But best of all, if you like what you heard, I would really encourage you to share it with a loved one or share it on social media. You can do so easily from the show notes. There's ways to share to Facebook, Twitter, all your favorite social media platforms. And I would just kindly ask that you go ahead and do that because I am kind of terrible at self-promotion and that's not my strong suit. I'm also interested in seeing what kind of growth this podcast can experience organically. Anyways, there's also a link to all of the show notes or a link to all of the episodes, rather, in the show notes. And if you have any questions or feedback for me, you can join the the Telegram group for the show, t.me slash allaround... Jeez, Barry, what are you doing? I'm backing in, and she's just pulling in. So, anyways, I almost got into an accident because uh, Barry's not paying attention. Come on now, Barry... Anyways, I, uh, I appreciate, I appreciate you tuning in. And, um, one last thing that also, uh, like I said, there's links to the all around growth community on telegram t.me slash all around growth. There will be links to everything I talked about in the show notes today. And last but not least, if you're interested in supporting the show on Patreon, there's a link to do so in the show notes as well. I need to do some work to get some updates there, but if you want to show some support in that manner as well, I've made it able for you to do so. Anyways, one more time, thank you for listening. I appreciate your time, and uh, this is Rob Kaiser, and thank you.